My brother's name is Kevin. I do not like one of my breasts being named Kevin. You can call them other things. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Listeners to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am again one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined as always by Melissa, and again by our special guest star, Molly Glover, for the third time. <laughs> Good God! Because Stephen King, <sighs> much like his novels, <laughs> goes. Ooh. He just sort of keeps going. Let's hope the ending isn't as disappointing. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Hey, yeah. hey, hey! This show has an editor, unlike Stephen King, am I right? Oh! <laughs> just kidding, Stephen, I love you. Please call me. <laughs> unlike Stephen King, we're going to finish strong. Oh! Oh! Unlike Stephen King, we're not going to get hit by a van driven by a drunk guy with two dogs in the car. That happened, though, that he got hit by a van. Unlike, <laughs> yeah. unlike no. Stephen King, I'm not going to be anally raped while being molested. <laughs> unlike Stephen King, I'm not on a ton of cocaine right now for <laughs> once. Unlike Stephen King, I'm not going to have some random body horror where parts of me get cut off or fall off. Oh, but there is a magical Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Do, wait, do we all have the same magical Negro? I'm the magical retard because I have autism. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm technically, I'm secretly an alien. You're magic? Yeah, I'm magic. I have magical uh, retard powers. Uh, I have an insight that the rest of you couldn't possibly obtain because of my retardation. <laughs> <laughs> It's hell for me, but you're welcome. (laughs) I know it's bad for you, but thank God you're here to make my life better. Yeah, don't worry. We'll solve that murder. (laughs) Dear listeners, (laughs) I don't know if I should apologize or not. I can say retarded because I have autism. It's okay. (laughs) Please direct all your angry letters to (laughs) autismspeaks.org. Tell them you don't think people like me should be allowed to say words like that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Listeners, if you're if you've stuck with us this long, you know this is part two. Yeah. We've already finished two bottles and we're on the two and a half. Two and a half. I have half a bottle here. It's Double Dog Dare Cabernet Sauvignon. We already finished the Castle Rock because Castle Rock is finished. Yeah, Castle Rock is finished. Did we get through? We finished off. I don't remember if we got through Needful Things in part two, but if we didn't, just prepare. I'd like to note that Double Dog Dare wine has a logo with a dog (laughs) leaping through a hoop of 
fire. Well, another dog looks on and laughs. See, it's a double dog dare. I double dog dare you. Well, you're an idiot. You did that. Yeah. What an I, asshole. I don't see money on the table. This dog <laughs> is a fool. Dear listeners, if you've just tuned in, Melissa Kircher believes all dares should require money. I do. Also known as being paid to do shit. This, no, 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 no. no this a is... true dare is simply pride. <laughs> it's pride. It's nothing but pride. I dare you. What about a the... devil dog dare? Does that involve money? No, as we know from a Christmas story, there is a hierarchy of dares mm. and you do not leap into yeah, the double dog yeah. dare. I hate a Christmas story. <laughs> I hate it so much. So next is sleepwalkers. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's they're incestuous vampires. The sleepwalkers. They're they're they look like cat vampires. Yeah. It's the cat people meets yeah. Salem's lot. Yeah, kind of. Then there's the dark half, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite books, and is a terrible movie. Yeah, which has got dark half. It's another one I somehow wound up seeing in the theater. Yeah. Um, now, dark half is directed by George Romero, and it's just not. I love good. Timothy Hutton. I've been Timothy in love with him since Ordinary People. He's an amazing He's a guy. Great actor. I, hot as shit. I it love is, the concept. It's an of utterly the dark half. It, it's an utterly forgettable movie, but the. the the book's fine. What the told, book is his Richard Bachman story. Yeah, yeah that's it's, the thing yeah. is that when you know he was Richard Bachman and yeah. you read The Dark Half, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. In, in The Dark Half, uh, it starts off with him and his wife, mm-hmm. uh, George, uh, and they, they he has a pen name. Thad Beaumont is a pen name, George Stark. And George yeah. Stark is the name under which he's been able to write his violent crime fiction, mm-hmm. which... That's what Stephen King, that's what Richard Bachman was. Richard Bachman was the name he could write books that weren't horror, mm-hmm. that were trying to be more sci-fi or something else, and, and that his publishers Ooh. wouldn't take. So... Oh. The, the 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 in the book that our calf he and his wife that and his wife they they do this whole funny photo shoot where they're burying George Stark and there's a grave and the People mm-hmm. magazine reporter comes and it's like oh we're burying him he it's I admitted I'm him and he's dead and then he crawls out of the grave mm-hmm. and gets his revenge and the scene Sharky is, is it Sharky it's Stark no but, but George Stark- oh 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 oh. George Stark wrote yeah. Sharky's Machine? Yeah. Sharky's Revenge and Sharky... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think, yeah. And Sharky's scene, Machine is something else. Sharky, the scene <laughs> I remember the most from the book, and I don't remember if it's in the movie or not, is uh, the St- George Stark is torturing someone to get information on where Thad lives, and he straightens out a paperclip, and he pushes it through a guy's eye, and the guy closes his eyes because what? Because he's all chaped up. What else are you gonna do? He closes his eye, and it's the sound that the paperclip makes that pops through his lid and eye, eyeball is like, and and just I remember as a kid being like, "What would you do? All you can do is close your eyes, and it goes right through them." <laughs> oh. Yeah. Really good. He's, oh, he's the, the, the movie's not so good. No, the movie's George, bad. George Stark in the novel is terrifying. Yes. Yes. He is. He is. However, I kind of love Needful Things, the book. So Needful Things is great. <laughs> it's great. And there's a... Have you seen Rick and Morty? Okay. It's... <laughs> You guys gotta see Rick and Morty. It's this cartoon. <laughs> it's very funny. They do a Needful Things episode where, uh, oh no, we need more wine. Oh no, we need more wine. I also so, need to change shirts because I spilled wine I, on I my will, shirt. I will happily white. talk about Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, please please do. Rick and Morty. Just uh, take your shirt off. 
Uh, the, the, uh, well, the... Well, here we go. <laughs> so, Rick and Morty, uh, the daughter in Rick and Morty, her name is Summer, she, uh, she gets a job working for this guy, and his name is, like, Lucifer like something and he has a, a curiosity shop and Wait, there's all these show like, is this? it's Rick and Morty and there's all these it's it's by Dan Harmon who made Community oh god yeah. yeah and so it's all these there's all these antiques and stuff and it's like oh like and 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 uh, so Rick is the of uh, the eponymous Rick is uh, her her grandfather and he's a brilliant scientist and so he co- she got this summer job and she's all proud of herself and he comes in and he very quickly realizes this guy is selling cursed artifacts that you know well what is it you need help with the ladies like here have a mirror now the ladies won't leave you alone you know and like (laughs) and so Rick like finds a way to like uncurse all the objects and starts up a competing business (laughs) and the guy's like stop it you're ruining you know it's just it's very funny and every time I see it I I, it's like and he's like well let me get at one point the guy's like here, have these binoculars, for they see all. And Rick's like, let me guess, if I look at these binoculars, my penis going to shrink or fall off or something? And the guy's like, what? I t- <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need to... Okay, we'll put it in the show notes. Melissa will look it up. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. the name again? Rick and Morty. Rick, Rick and, and is Morty. Is it on Netflix or something? Uh, it, the first season, I would imagine so. If, the second season is going to start soon. So I, okay. think, I think so. Okay. If nothing else, I can always get you guys a DVD. <laughs> Needful Things is in Castle Rock. Needful Things is the end of Castle Rock. It is because it Stephen explodes. King very specifically wrote it. To kill off Castle Rock. Yep, and and so I, I am... and I've never seen the movie because I'm like, well, there's no <sighs> good. There is no way the movie is going to be good. It's it's got Max von. Sy- okay, so here's okay. I love Max von Sydow. I will there's say, there's no way this movie is going to. It's not good. It's not good, and I'll tell you why. And 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 I I, I worry that we're, we should wait for Melissa, but I will say, Max von Sydow in Needful Things movie says about fifteen times. Give me what I want and I'll go away. <laughs> he says it over and over. Like, things are going on. Give me what I want and I'll go away. And like, yeah, he says it a lot in the book, but he doesn't need to say it so much. Yeah, but the thing is, have they clarified what it is that no, he wants? No. <laughs> Give me what I want and I'll go away. <laughs> needful I, things. No, wait. No, no, no. That's not in Needful Things. That's in The Storm <gasps> of the Century. Shit, you're right. I served Molly twice. No, but Storm, oh, hold on, because Storm, because it's Storm not, of the Century is Colm Fiore, I was gonna say, and I love him because he's in Slings and Arrows. You know what? I will say it's not, he is in Slings and Arrows. Holy shit! It's not my fault because Stephen King writes so much similar shit. It's <laughs> All true. of his shit starts it's sounding true. alike. It really yeah. does. No, you're right. Storm of the Century is give me what I want and I'll go away. You're right. And what does he want? He wants a kid. He wants a kid. Yeah. Needful things is just the needful things is just the oh, did you wish to have this hourglass? <laughs> Needful things is I will offer you something that is your heart's desire. Yep. But it's actually, but I put a glamour on it so it looks like that. But yep. in reality, it's just a piece of it's bullshit. Like, yeah, it's like the fourth book of the Giver. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate those books. 
Man, they're they're all right, but they're, no, they're, yeah. no, they are shit. <laughs> they are shit. I fucking hate the Giver books. Can we they're, just move on to the Shawshank Redemption? I think, because, I think we Jesus. really, I think we really should because yeah. the Shawshank well, okay. Redemption is a Stephen King. And it is a pretty damned faithful adaptation. The actual is. story is Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. and the story is perfect. I mean, yeah. the, the movie's perfect. It's it's. Uh, I even think it's better than The Green Mile, which is the other one that most people hold up as the best Stephen King movie. Both both directed by the same guy. Because yeah, it's, yeah, it's directed by Frank Darabont, and the scripts are very. I good. really love the I really love The Green Mile, but it's a little mawkish. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing crazy. There's nothing supernatural in the Shawshank Redemption, yeah. really. Yeah, it's, it's just a story. It's no, just there's a drama. nothing at all. And in fact, I think it might be his only. I guess apt people might not have anything. No, so, I don't think it does. But I mean, it's really, just there's, psychological. There's very few where there's nothing weird. Mm-hmm. Nothing weird at all. Every once in a while, he just goes for psychological. Well, yeah. Stand, Stand by Me is also. There's but there's at least see. horror in that. Like, yeah. I mean, Shawshank, there's no horror other than the, the well, horrors of prison. I mean, mm-hmm. really. The horrors and of prison. Yeah. yeah. There's I no... love that they cast Morgan Freeman as Red. <sighs> yeah. Unapolog- was... Unapologetically. Yeah. 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 It was so good. The the get busy living or get busy dying mm-hmm. is just is just such a and and it it, it holds to Truths we've seen from both people who get out of prison and people who come back from war. Yeah. I mean, it's both. It's it's this concept Well, and that... when you know that Andy is innocent, the horror of being imprisoned for something that you didn't do. Mm-hmm. For so long. Mm-hmm. For so very long. Yeah. And it's such a satisfying... I just recently so rewatched it. Lovely. God, it's a gorgeous... As much song. as The Green Mile is a... Uh, condemnation of the death penalty and mm-hmm. the reason it's wrong. I think the Shawshank Redemption is, you know, in tandem a condemnation of the justice system and how easily mm-hmm. it 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 was to miscarry justice. It's not as easy now because we have DNA yeah. and you know. But I, honestly, I mean, the movie came out in '94. I need to look up when the the book. But, when yeah, the story but that's was always been my argument against the death penalty is if even one person has died erroneously then yeah. how can you justify this system yeah um so rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption is actually in different seasons which mm-hmm. is the same short collection of short stories which gave us stand by me yeah so that came out in 1982 um so that's long before there was any con like even concept of dna evidence mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that 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 means a lot because they're, they're i mean well and, could, and it's seft, it's, it's but it's in the period 50s, piece right right yeah. but even then i mean like even when he wrote the book he didn't have any concept of there being a way mm-hmm. to definitively prove you weren't there right beyond fingerprints i mean like i mean for fuck's sake now we'll know if you were you know involved in a crime at least at least better to some degree but yeah yeah, really, really good. Shawshank is one of the best films ever made. Yeah, was... it, it's absolutely true. I mean, when you, if you, one of those people who watches the IMDb top fifty list, mm-hmm. um, Shawshank Redemption and The Godfather trade places at number one and number two. Yeah, on a regular yeah. basis, which is really impressive. If you've never seen the Shawshank Redemption, oh my god! Oh, it's oh How you owe it to yourself. Yeah, I'm so I, I'm tearing up a little bit that you might have the the ability to watch it for the first time because yeah. it's so good and the first time is so it's yeah it's so good sex the first time is not that good yeah <laughs> but the Shawshank Redemption the first time is that good and next, then there's Dolores Claiborne next is Dolores Claiborne well, well next wait wait oh. next is the Mangler 
But no, oh no, Am no, I no. The Mangler is after Dolores Claiborne. They well, came out the same. Oh same shit, year. you're right. Why did they do this on this site? The Mangler says March third, and Dolores Claiborne says March twenty fourth. It, they... it, it must have uh, something wonky with the search the algorithm. Man- yeah. No, the Mangler came okay, out. Okay, what the fuck is the Mangler? So the Mangler, the Mangler is... yeah, yeah. Okay, I kind of love the short story. The short I've never, great. I've never seen the movie. Me neither. I've heard it's not that great, but the short story is God. Is it a guy who? Works in a print shop? Laundry. Or is it laundry? laundry. It's a laundry. Because his mother worked in a laundry. Yeah. And so he has these stories. And there's this giant machine that irons the laundry. Oh, my God. Right? Mm-hmm. He has a thing for machines that are terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the machine... Thirst for blood. Thirst for blood. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of great. And it's very much like, is it an accident? Who can say? Oh! I think it's the machine. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's called the Mangler. Yeah, it's not. It's it's yeah. it's not a great story. It's not a great movie. It's but it's you know a what? fun story. It, yeah. it, the, the short story is short. Yeah, and it's super and short. It, and and it, I find it kind of super fun. It's like, well, and and I think we'll we'll get there. But it's yeah. it's like the Lawnmower Man. Oh, that's yeah. not on here. Oh, that's weird. What? That's not on lawnmower, here. Lawnmower Man. The Stephen King website does not give us the Lawnmower Man. That's how afraid, uh, embarrassed they are of it. Oh, so it's wow. like the Lawnmower Man, where it's a very short story that's very fucked up and weird and good. And 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 there's no way to make a movie of it because the movie would be like 45 minutes long, but then they make a whole movie. And, and like, unless oh, you pad yeah. it out a little yeah. bit, yeah. So, oh, Del- so Dolores, Dolores Claiborne, Dolores Claiborne, good film. I've never seen it. So Dolores, I've never read the book. Uh, Dolores Claiborne is um, Dolores Claiborne is is not very highly acclaimed. It's not very well liked even among Stephen King fans. Uh, it is. It is a the, the the story the book is um a lot of sexual abuse, mm-hmm. a lot of flashbacks, a lot of it's a it's technically like a murder mystery in that who killed this woman, but like it's mostly the real story is about that she got like molested by her father during a yeah. solar eclipse and her coming to terms with that. Um like looking through it, looking at a solar eclipse through those two panes of glass thing that you do mm-hmm. while meanwhile her father was like fingering her i don't know it's really weird and it's a little much even for me and i'm very uh immune to feeling squeamish about things like molestation because i didn't have any of that in my life so even to me i'm like boy how long is this fingering scene gonna go on like so kathy bates tried and so did jennifer jason lee but it's yeah yeah, the the one thing that I remember about the movie is when it does depict the molestation scene, it actually does it pretty well. It's a lot and of it, it's it's it it's done very subtly. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't linger on it, yeah. but it it focuses on the girl's reaction, and you can you can tell there's a switch that flips, and she yeah. just goes. Dead inside. Yeah, yeah, she does that really well. It focuses yeah. on her performance, and it's like, okay, yes, if you're gonna show something like that happening, yeah. that's the way to do it. Yeah, and it, it yeah. it's a very striking scene. The rest of the movie is 
pretty forgettable. It's just forgettable. This and it's got books, Kathy Bates. It's got Kathy Bates. Pretty forgettable. It's, it's got Je- Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, who is fantastic. And at the time, uh, was a hot ticket. I mean, yeah. like it's and she's a fantastic actress. Well, she yeah. is fully capable of delivering a performance. At, mm-hmm. at, I, I the the novel I've read a couple times, and and after the second time, I was like, I got this. Like I I and it it does play in. You know, the Stephen King books all almost every book he's ever written overlaps in some way with another book at least one yeah um and and this one has some overlap and i feel like i've read it enough that i now can be like ah yes that's from dolores claiborne hooray and i don't need to get into the the rest of it there's a lot of descriptions of how semen smells (laughs) and like and yeah it's weird um as a heterosexual woman who has dealt with a lot of that I don't really need to dwell on it. They never even say corn chips, which is exactly what it sounds like. But they never even say that. It's, but if you've ever opened a fresh bag of Fritos and you're like, oh my God, should I get a washcloth? Like that's, that's what we're at. Or a sock. Um, yeah. Molly, I don't know if I tell you enough that I love you. I, I'm so happy that you love me for that comment because that's me distilled down to oh, one oh, oh, drop. We know. I love one you. drop of cum. I love you. I love you. you guys too. <laughs> Yay. You make me happy that you exist in the world <laughs> makes the world a better place for me. So the next movie is thinner. <laughs> I oh like God. this book. I, I love like, this book. I really my, This I really is like, the one movie that my or, this is the one book my mother would never let me read. Really? I know, right? Do you Why? have Roma blood? What? Do you have Roma blood or something? I don't like, know. Why? I, is it the blowjob in the car? I don't know. I've never read it. Do you does your mom make a lot of pie? Is that the problem? <laughs> No. She's afraid of making you afraid of her pies. I don't know. What I really love about this, the concept, again, Stephen King is great at concept and sometimes his execution becomes a little wonky. Yeah. But the idea that just getting thinner becomes Mm -hmm. horrifying is really well done. That is really well done. I love, okay, my mom read all of the movie, all all the movies, all the books when I was a kid before she'd hand them off to me. Sure. She'd hand off Pet cemetery. Oh yeah. Before thinner. <laughs> so what I love about thinner is that it's this now there's this I mean Was she worried about girl like like body shame? Like you can C D about I don't I don't I don't know. Except that this is not a novel that's glorifying. No, I have anorexia and this novel doesn't do anything for me, like in that sense. It doesn't trigger anything. Like it's the the I like that it invented or it introduced the concept. I've I've used this. I mean, I know other people have too. Like, where did you hit a gypsy with your car? Like, as an idea of being cursed. Like, like, well, or, drag me to hell. Yes, drag me to hell. I mean, the, there's this great Family Guy where they show, uh, like, what oh, or whatever happened to Lynn or to Britney Spears, and it's an old gypsy tracing a finger down her cheek and saying "thicker," <laughs> which is amazing. And like, so I I have before. Or and, and I like whenever I see strawberry pie because, oh God. because that's the thing that kills the, and like the like oh I'm just gonna eat some strawberry pie like it's suicide oh is the, yeah no but a horrible suicide yeah a horrible is, suicide and, and who's what I like is it Paul no, who is it it's 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 oh. Robert John Burke I guess that's not anyone it's I thought. nobody good because it's yeah. not a good movie but the book and I know we're just talking about the books a lot but I don't fucking care. 
what I like in the book is that it is he comes to blame his wife, but the way it is even written in the book is that you can tell this is him justifying finding a scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. I need to hand this curse off to someone else. Yeah. And so I am going to twist and turn I'll my, fuck my wife around. over, but I'm so sad because, oh no, my daughter. Like, it's yeah, this, but now it's yeah. my daughter, so I guess, I I'm guess getting, we're all going to die. I guess like, we're yeah, all going to die. Yeah. In a really fucking gruesome way. Yeah. Are there any TV things happening here between there? This I mean, and the I, Night I think Flyer? we we, we kind of went over the stand, which was 1994. I, I will say and... the stand. I has, the stand miniseries. The stand has two of the best musical things ever. Yeah. In a show for me. Don't the be- fear the reaper. Don't fear the reaper at the beginning. Yes. Which is it changed that song forever for oh. me, and I love that song. And then, uh, uh, uh. Molly Ringwald's sitting, I gotta think of the characters, Franny and uh, uh, the pimply kid who ends up killing everyone, yeah. sitting at the beginning, listening to, hey now, hey now, mm-hmm. don't dream it's over, is such mm-hmm. a like, it's so good, because it's like, yeah. it's, and... Except I hate Molly Ringwald as Franny. Oh yeah, she's a terrible Franny. But I, I because she's pouty, and and Franny's not pouty. And but. Gary Sinise is not good. You don't I, think so? I love Gary Sinise as an actor, but he's not right for that role. You know who would have been right for that mm-hmm. role would have been um, Sam Shepard. Oh, I can yeah. see that. When I, I read. You I didn't. Stand, yeah. I pictured Sam Shepard. But you do have Ruby D. Yes. I hated Yes. I Okay, so I hated their uh Robert Fla- uh, Randall Flag. Hated him so mm-hmm. much. I wanted to choke him to death. Like yeah. I, again, I was probably like However, 14. Rob Lowe was great. Rob Lowe was, Rob Lowe a was perfect fantastic. Nick because he's attractive. He's supposed to be and and oh, yeah. and uh from Coach as uh, yes. Tom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. M O O N. That spells D D Pack a lot. Like that's just <laughs> I, yeah. I still quote that like M O O N spells whatever. It was so shit. close. Yeah. Uh, the chick from news, not news radio. Uh, the chick from uh, the magazine sitcom with David Spade. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah just yeah, shoot yeah. me. Just shoot me. The chick from Just Shoot Me was Nadine, which mm-hmm. I was bummed that they combined. Uh, uh, Laura said char- Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. Lawrence. Yeah. They combined two characters. They combined Nadine and. Uh, 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 the woman, the older woman, he's that Larry is with in New York or whatever. Yeah. But like, I I hope they remake it. Like, I don't usually oh, yeah. say that, but they could remake that so much better. It would now. need to be like an HBO miniseries. Yeah. To have enough space. To if build it was that, an HBO miniseries, it could be amazing. And they would still have so to epic. use. And they yeah. would still have to use. Don't fear the Reaper. Yes, and I do not want Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the monster shouter because I'm sorry. I know he got you to. I got people to watch the show that night, mm. but he's not an actor, and it's not good. No. No. Although. Okay, this gives me a an opportunity to do a shout out to Mick Garris, who directed the miniseries. Oh, yeah, and um, he did. He he's done several uh, you know, smaller Stephen King things, and he's done a lot of production for television, including Masters of Horror. He was the oh. person who masked oh. that whole thing. Oh, that's a great idea. I though. know, and he's super nice. I've met him. I really like Mick Garris. Yeah, <laughs> Mick Garris, cool dude, as far as I know. One of the things that makes me sad and makes you, it makes you start to question your authors sometimes is that Stephen King was like, oh my God, Molly Ringwald is great as Franny. I remember seeing this in like an interview and I'm like, did you read your own book? So I don't think that's, here's, I think that Stephen King is, you know how there's, my brother has a friend like this. There's those people that just love everything. 
they love movies, man. Like yeah. they just love it. And they love actors. And they just love it all. And they, because I mean, the three of us are all involved in theater. Mm-hmm. We are all involved in, in that sort of thing. And I think so as a result, we have a more critical eye and, and Stephen King is to some degree, just your average fuck face when it comes <laughs> to going to the movies mm-hmm. and you're great. I love you. You're oh great. my God, you're pretty. You did a good job. Like it's, and, <laughs> and I think that, I, th- I think that, uh, uh, there's, there's so much that could be done now with you know, just effects. I mean, not just practical, but like all kinds of effects. They really handled the hand of God poorly. The whole, like, I never liked the whole hand of God touching down. And I mean, my little atheist self as a kid was like, eh. but yeah. <laughs> How was that I, again? <laughs> so when I saw Nicholas, okay. So when I saw Fury Road mm-hmm. and I saw Nicholas Holt, it's like, oh, oh. Wasn't that awesome? It was so good. Oh my god! Okay. Pt dogs tomorrow. I'm shaving my head. Yeah. So when I saw because Shirley's there on with her shaved head, I'm like, I, that's I, happening. I said this on Geeks Without God. It's a weird sentence to say. I've been in love with Nicholas Holt since he was about eight, and he was the kid and about a boy. Mm-hmm. So he's the the main war boy in Fury Road. And when he was like, "What a lovely day! What a lovely!" All I could think was was uh, uh, my life for you, my life for you, and like like driving uh, the bomb. And like, like being that fucking guy, like trash can man, yes, can man, yes, and like all of that, like I he was would like be a great trash right? can, like I, oh, and I turned to Nick and I was like, my life for you, and Nick's like, what? And I'm like, never mind, <laughs> like I married oh. the wrong man, <laughs> right here in this moment, you failed me, you're wrong. <laughs> but no, I, I, there's so I love, I love Nichols, I oh love him so much. God. I love him as the Beast in Days of Future Past. I love him in Warm Bodies. He's so good as R. And have you seen Skins? No, but not yet. Holy I know, shit. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm in love with him Holy because... Holy shit. God fucking damn do I love him in Fury Road. And it's weird to say, like, I've loved... I had the same thing with Dakota Fanning. When when uh, I Am Sam came out, I was like, I'm super obsessed with this little girl because she's going to grow into a woman and be a fine actress. And it's like, yeah. I sound like a pedophile, but I'm telling you this. And weirdly enough, she played Carrie. I know. I, I have not seen that one yet. Yeah. I've heard, but I have, there's I have also that way about Chloe Grace Moretz. Ah, yes. Yeah, and there's a uh, there is a uh, Angela Bettis version of Carrie too. Fess oh. owns it. Do I know about that? We should watch. Is that the one that was like a TV movie? No. No. Okay. Yeah, Angela Cause... Bettis from May. If you've never oh. seen May. I have. Hold up. I, I know, swear, right? I love May. Okay, I love May. Okay. I'm pretty it, sure I've seen I'm, that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Need I'm pretty more sure parts. I've seen that Carrie, and it's it's not great. It's weird. Okay. But but yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I just want to see Angela Bettis play May. Uh, she's, she's so, so good. good. I love her. May is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Night Flyer. Night Flyer, which is just a, another short story with a weird fuck you ending yeah. about. Uh, my grandpa's gonna come, and then it turns out we're both vampires. Like that's, yeah. I mean, it's Wait, it's, un- is it's the forgettable. Night flyer based on that one car? No, oh. it's like the night flyer is like this guy finds this kid who needs help, and he's like, my poppy will help us as soon as we find my poppy. Like my poppy will tell. You. It's it's a super short story. It's maybe it's scant pages, and uh, and then it turns out that they're both vampires. Uh. Like that's the twist. Whoa. It's about, that's the whole, I can't believe they made it a movie. Apt pupil. Apt that's pupil. Pupil. Which I haven't seen because I'm waiting to savor it yeah. for the oh, Ian mckellen For the Ian McKellen. And, and this is Brian Singer, director Brian Singer, yeah. right after making The Usual Suspects. So Apt so, Pupil, the story... 
Now, who is the young man in that? It's it's somebody else. Let's we should find know. out what it says. The I kid feel... is Brad Renfro. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Like, I feel like I should know who that is. Uh, I recognize his name. Uh, Brad Renfro. He was in The Client. Uh, he hasn't done much since. He was in Tom and Huck and The Cure. But yeah. it, okay, so the premise. Oh, is... he died from a heroin overdose. Yeah, he hasn't done much since. He died in. T- <laughs> he hasn't done much since he died from a heroin yes. overdose. <laughs> okay, make me. He has like a an child. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, he died at eight. T- twenty-eight. No, yeah. twenty-six. But he has a kid. Jesus. Um. Anyway, well, sorry, you Yamato Renfro. Um, if you're listening. So apt people okay. is this, this teenager who uh, becomes obsessed with his neighbor and his who he, he starts He's to convinced suspect. is a He's Nazi war criminal. An SS in hiding, yep. And mm-hmm. and uh starts to pressure him into admitting and and he's right. And yeah. uh uh there's some great if you haven't seen it. Melissa, there's a great scene with Ian McKellen doing some goose stepping, yes. freaking out anger, like oh my- ha ha ha, and like doing like what he would do, and like is that what you want? Is that what you want? And yeah, the oh. reason to watch the I actually am not a huge fan of the story it's based on. Yeah, agreed. But the reason to watch the movie because the movie is, meh, I mean it I, it got nominated for awards if I'm not forget if I'm well, not I, I think it was uh, Ian McKellen. The reason to watch the fucking movie is Ian McKellen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brad Renfro delivers a fine performance. He was definitely an up-and-comer up until the point where he up, up and went. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Ian McKellen. Is Again, different seasons. Yeah. This is the third different seasons. Uh, is it Woman in the Room that's the fourth one in different seasons? Let's find out. I'm going to look at the thing. Uh, the fourth one is The Breathing Method. Oh. Because there's... Okay, so it's it's seasons. So Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption is Hope Springs Eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apt People is Summer of Corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Body is Fall from Innocence. Mm-hmm. And The Breathing Method is A Winter's Tale. Yeah. And The Breathing Method is about... A Manhattan lawyer who joins a weird men's club, and there's a oh, bunch of yeah, yeah, it's 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 strange. It's not yeah. good. It didn't get made into a movie for reasons. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's see where are we at. Right now we are at uh, the Green Mile. The Green Mile. Tom Hanks, baby. The Green Mile easily in the top five of Stephen King movies. I mean, by anyone's account, you know. I for me it. It doesn't do a whole lot for me because it is. I actually I like the I like the book okay, because again you mm-hmm. get enough of the subtext of people's thoughts, but the movie is so sentimental. Yeah, it's just overly sentimental so, and it just weighs it. However, down. it does have Sam Rockwell. Yeah, the, the problem it, well, Sam is, Rockwell is fantastic. He's perfect. in his breakout yeah. role. Yeah. The problem with the Green Mile is it has the Stephen King trope of the magical Negro. Yeah, uh, from The Shining. And uh, also really heavy-handed Jesus Christ mythology with mm-hmm. John Coffey, uh, John Carpenter, uh, J- you know, like just the whole JC the thing. JC, yeah. Uh, uh, I, what what one- I do like about the story is the idea that what if your life went on longer than you really wanted it to? The, the idea I liked about the book is that 
so when he published the the, the stories, because they pu- he wanted to be like Charles Dickens, yeah. so he published them as a serial, and they came out in little slim volumes, which was very obnoxious to me in nineteen ninety nine be- or nineteen ninety eight or so, because yeah. I still had to buy them as books, and I was very mad because they, and and uh, and they, I liked the the uh, I liked all the characters. It was it was a very well written story, but ultimately, I mean, the plot is. There's this guy on death row who has some magical powers and he didn't rape those girls, but he's black. So we're going to kill him anyway. Goodbye. Like, I mean, and and the bad death of Edward Delacroix being was is which is the best chapter in the book. I mean, is is that's really the the thing that says, you know, maybe capital punishment isn't a good idea. Like Mm -hmm. it's what I what I do like about. There's a lot of things to like about the book. What one of the things I like is that uh, John Coffey really wants to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes you start to wonder how long has he been alive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the thing. How that long has he been of... alive and black? Like I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, but I mean, it's one of those things that is. It's very subtle. It is yeah. not remotely hinted yeah. at. Yeah. There's a lot of King quote subtleties yeah. that are like hit you over the head subtleties. Right. But this is one that really flies under the radar of when you think about how long you know the Tom the Tom Hanks character yeah. that he has now lived far longer than he should have. Yeah. And the mouse is still fucking alive yep. all these years yep. later. A fucking mouse. Yeah. How long does Tom Hanks have to live before yep. he dies? What has he signed up for accidentally? Like, yeah. And then you're like, how long was John Coffee yeah. alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder he just wanted to yeah. die it makes yeah. it retroactively makes you go back and go shit i'd want to die too yes after that was hearts in atlantis which which i haven't seen the movie is not good the book's amazing mm-hmm. now that's is that that's uh uh sir uh yes uh hang on i'm gonna pull sir hannibal lecter yes oh uh yes uh, I know, <laughs> Not the right? Only one. So it's, uh, <laughs> Anthony Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is playing uh, Ted Brodigan, which sure, is Hannibal which is terrible casting. I'm sorry, it's terrible casting. Uh, it's it's it ties really heavily into the Dark Tower. You don't know it at the time, um, but it's it really matters. It's really good. It's up there with everything's eventual in terms of what comes into play later. Uh, I love the books. I or I love the book Hearts in Atlantis. It's actually four novellas put together that all have interplay. Mm-hmm. The movie's boring. Nah. The movie's boring. The movie the movie focuses more on one of the novellas than the others, and it, it it's it's to its detriment. Dream, ca- dream, dream catcher. Dream catcher. I hear that's spectacularly bad. When I walked in the door, I was like, Melissa, I got a lot of things to say about dream catcher. Um, <laughs> Dreamcatcher. Alright, bring it, bring it. Dreamcatcher is like John Carpenter's The Thing in a way. Oh. Uh, in that what? there's four friends. They've they are adults now. They've been friends since they were kids. They have a fifth friend uh, who has Down syndrome. And he's always been part of their gang. When they were kids, some shit went down. It was fucked up, kind of like it. They don't talk about it, but it didn't ruin them or anything. But they just sort of just don't talk about it. Um, now they're adults. A couple of them have some weird kind of precog powers. They've never really, like, 
talked about. It just happens. And uh, and so they all, for whatever reason, they all have to get back together. Um, they and they are go they go up to this cabin in the woods, and it's winter. And when they're up in the cabin, they're just gonna have a boys' weekend, having fun, reconnecting. And this uh, guy comes to the cabin, and he's acting weird, and he's all fucked up. And it turns out he's infected with this alien virus thing that he sh they're called shit weasels. He shits out this like uh, kind of like like tail tadpole, like the thing that comes out of the android in a yeah, uh, yeah like that thing. Um, comes out of his ass there's this fungus that's on everything the military is aware of it the military is like with extreme prejudice murdering civilians like with no like with there's this whole scene where they put on uh, sympathy for the devil and are just murdering human beings like civilians who have nothing nothing happened except they were in the area when this the outbreak happened um there's a weird recording that's that's playing over and over that's in all different languages saying help us help us help us it's coming from this crashed spaceship where these anim where these aliens came from this is the whole idea of like should we kill anything it's it's xenophobia is really the theme of the book um, in the book, uh, their their Down syndrome friend has some. They go back and they get him. He has cancer. He has some keys to helping them. Whatever. It's very. There's a metaphysical aspect. A lot of the book takes place inside one character's head, where one of the aliens has taken re up residence and is rifling through his memories in a very Stephen King way. The movie fucked all that up. <laughs> fucked all of it up. Fucked it up so, so hard. Let me guess. You liked the book. I loved the book. I hate the movie. The movie. For re, I was okay. I was like, this is an all right Stephen King movie. I mean, it's all right. Up until about the last half hour when the kid with Down syndrome uh, is revealed to be a secret alien. He was an alien all this time. He's been put here on our earth by the good aliens and hidden under the guise of retardation to uh, fly under the radar so that when the bad aliens took over, the good alien could be like, magical retard and like save everybody and like I have very rarely wanted to like burn down a theater in anger but I was like <laughs> the movie ended and I out loud went what like I was just because I was like I kept expecting there to be something where they're like just kidding he wasn't an alien that was dumb like that was a dream yeah, or anything that was terrible and yeah it was I was so oh. excited for it and I was telling everyone how good it was going to be and then it was terrible Oh, so that's Dreamcatcher. You that's Dreamcatcher. You were telling everyone how good it was going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. It's a great book. It's a great you are, book. You are so endlessly optimistic. I am. I really am. I, I have I have such You've a raging... You've seen so many shitty Stephen King movies. I still... And you're still like, I'm no, a believer. it's going to be good. It's going to be good, guys. That's I, I did not feel that way about our next film, Secret Window. Um, Wait, where in this does the Langoliers fall? Uh, the yeah. Langoliers was on TV. It was TV. a series. It was and a that mini series. Was, that was, um, give me a second, I've got that actually. Bronson Pinchot, perfectly cast in the uh, Langoliers. That was 1995, Langoliers TV series. So that would have been uh, around the uh, Dolores Claiborne Mangler years. <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs> I love the Langoliers. That's, that's... I like the book a lot because it's alternative yeah. reality. It is. It's mm -hmm. fucked up. And I love the concept of the alternative reality that they are bringing up. The idea that yeah. Yeah. there are 
alternative realities yeah. that are just sort of stale versions of ours. Yeah, the movie was poor. The movie is poor because why it's... they called them the Langoliers is beyond. I don't know. And then he describes them like they're Pac-Man. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was very much like a like a flat world kind of a thing. Like it was very weird. Yeah, it was very weird. I liked the I liked the writing, but yeah, the. The visual again. So much of Stephen King is like, well, that sounds great in theory, but yeah. when you actually put it into visuals, it's kind of like the giant albino monk from yeah. Dan Brown. Of okay, it sounds good in theory, but when you put it out in live action, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, Secret Window is this is the Johnny Depp movie. That this is nothing to do with the story. Oh, the story is a uh, very. I mean, it's good. The story is like kind of a, like uh, it's it's the it's the whole like author self. Am I my writing? Am I my work? Am I this person everyone thinks I am? Existential crisis stuff. Um, and that and that's that's the whole thing. I mean, that's really that's really it. The, the movie is not great. I don't think you need to say much more about it. I don't even it. know what writing the bullet is. Writing the bullet uh, is based on writing the bullet, which is a short story. Oh, but it's also it's done a, by Mick Garris. Yeah, it's a it's a hitchhiker. That's right. His mom's dying, and he has to get home to hitchhike. And this guy picks him up, and the guy who picks him up is a fucker mm. and and scary. So it's like the oh, hitcher. I remember that it story. It is like the hitcher. It's terror on story. the road. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out the guy's dead. Yeah. Or, or he's a yeah. ghost or something. And yeah. He wants to die. he wants to kill you too. Well, and Stephen King has a boner for cars. Because yeah. I remember the way he oh, talked yeah. and that he yeah. always like lovingly describes yeah. the cars. 1408. John Cusack. Is an amazing story and movie. I really okay. like it. They did a great job. The book's great. It's very Lovecraftian. It is. That it's it's uh the book is great. The book is like imagine if uh, all of the shining took place inside the room with the dead woman and I can't think of the name of the of the number. Uh, two thirty seven. Thank you. The in room two thirty seven. If all of it took place in room two thirty seven. And the entire, and so, uh, writer is, uh, he's a skeptic who is, uh, writing a book on ghosts. You know what you should do? Places. You should go to all the haunted places in America ah, and would, see if some shit it. like that goes The down. other day, so the other day, Nick and I were at home and we heard this weird thumping coming from upstairs. And I was like, cat one, cat two, huh, what's going on upstairs? We heard more thumping, and I was like, if you're a ghost, we're atheists, so you're going to have to do something pretty spectacular to impress <laughs> us. And Nick's like, yeah, you should do something really impressive. Like, if you turned off all the lights or knocked something over. We just sat there for a minute. Yeah, I thought so. You know, it's just, it's, <laughs> I love that you do troll ghosts. Right? Yeah, it's, I troll ghosts. You're not, doing, you're not doing enough to make me believe I'm real hard. I troll ghosts. So yeah, room 1408, uh, yeah. a man is investigating haunted hotels. He doesn't believe they exist. This is his last one on his stop. He's going to disprove this one. Samuel L. Jackson is like, dude, just seriously walk away from this one. Yeah. And John Q is like, no, because I'm a skeptic. He's yeah. like, I do not feel like this is a good idea, Yeah. but I can't stop yeah. you. And the room... Uh, proceeds to give John Cusack visions as though he had taken bad acid <laughs> after like a really emotional breakup. Like it's rough. It's oh, it's, it's rough a lot. Shit. And he's got a daughter who died. 
Yeah, like and so, he walks into the room like trauma in his past. Like he and his wife have divorced because they lost their daughter and they couldn't keep it together. And it's very much like she's like burning to ash in front of him and saying, Daddy, help me. And like it just keeps happening. He can't leave the room. He can't call for help. He can't even break the window and get I mean it's it's Ooh. it's great. It's Ooh. great. It Ooh. is Ooh. it is like Groundhog Day if it was a horror movie. It's it's fantastic. Nice. And they did a good job with the movie. I was really impressed. <laughs> no, it's a solid. Yeah. It is. It's a solid little yeah. horror film. It's yeah. not a big horror no. film. It's a little horror film, but it's very effective. Yeah. Um, next is The Mist, which came out not long oh, after. Which I fucking love, actually. The I, Mist is my one of my favorites. Stories. Yeah. I can't handle. It's great. Oh, I, it, I can't. It, it is. It is a trip down the darkest of it, darkest yeah. holes. It destroys yeah. me. Yeah. It absolutely it's, destroys yeah. it's me. It's very much even... one of those people are our worst enemies things. Oh, and no, yeah. for me, it's... It's it's everything. Yeah. It's the ending. It yeah. really is the ending. Is like, it the I, leg? I can no, no, handle, no. It's, it's the, very the kid. Ending. It's the kid. Oh. But, but, um, it's the fact that he kills his own child and turns around literally five minutes later and everything's okay. Oh, that's the movie then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the okay. movie. Okay. Because I've read the short yeah. story. Yeah. The short story is oddly a lot more hopeful. Yeah. yeah. The short story ends with a journal entry that's like, I I mean, we heard the start of a radio station, so maybe it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. And we're going to go looking for those people. Mm-hmm. The short story is a lot more hopeful than the fucking yeah. movie. No, the movie yeah. The movie is dark dark. as fuck. So, my, so have yeah. you not seen the movie? Okay. I've seen it. Oh. The, I just the, don't remember that. Okay, so the movie... Yeah, dear Liz. Uh, it, well, the movie in the story is the. There are a bunch of people trapped in a convenience store, grocery store. They have all gone yeah. shopping when a mist rolls in. A mist yeah. that's possibly created by the shop from Firestarter. Yes. Yeah. But the point is that this mist comes rolling in and it stays. And if you go out in, and it's it's wrong. You can just. There's know, things in the mist. There are and things. there are things in the mist. And if you go out in the mist, you die a horrible death. And then creatures start flying into the windows of the grocery store. And they left the wife at home because there was a mist across the lake when they left. And they're like, well, I'm just going to run to the store. I'll take my kid. Mm-hmm. He wants to come. Yeah. He and likes the so, gumballs or whatever. And like, so yeah. he comes with them and then the mist rolls in. And so you know that the wife is at home alone with the mist. And then you find out that there are creatures in the mist. You're like, holy shit, what's going on? And then they're like trying to go next door to the drugstore. And that's when they find the creepy people who have been infested with spiders. That's super shitty fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's that's a movie. Um, and it just keeps yeah. getting worse and then there's yeah. like a christian fundy there yeah. is a bible thumper in the in the oh, store oh who is rallying a crowd around her saying this is end times this is pub punishment for our fornications this is punishment for your mm-hmm. sins uh the the book was written a lot so the movie came out in 2007 and the book was written a long before that the, yeah it was the, like the, the book is like an story. 80s book um yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the book i can't remember if it's it, in the movie wasn't it not. like the opening story of graybeard shift i think so yeah i think so yeah uh, and it's a long story um but it's yeah it's, it's one of those it, it 
I think it's probably... Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's very similar to Night of the Living Dead in that it's a bunch of people trapped inside an environment. Yeah. And and your worst enemies are the people you are trapped yeah. with. One of my favorite scenes, and I, again, I can't remember if it's in the movie, is uh, they said there's a crew that's like, we're going to go out. We're going to go out. And we're going to... I have a I have a gun in my car and a radio. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out. We're going to get to my car. It's not far. I parked in one of the first spots. It, it is in the movie, and too. They, mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we're going to tie this rope around you guys so that you, we can pull you back in and they they're feeding him out and they're feeding him out and all of a sudden the rope goes yeah and then they're like and it pulls tight and then it stops and then it goes slack and they pull it back in and as they pull it in the rope starts to fray and get blood stained yeah and as they pull it in it's like dripping and it's like so no one's going outside. Uh, that that there that happened and they're gone. Mm-hmm. I I like uh, in in the book when they're driving away. And I think it's in the movie too. Um, a foot comes down because mm-hmm. they've seen creatures, but they've all been like weird, like the size of like eagles mm-hmm. or maybe like like small like, like small in, cows, insect, giant insects. Yeah, and like it's all that sucks. Yeah. and then they're driving and a and they feel a tremor and then a foot crashes down next to them and he he looks out his window and he looks up and he says he cranes his neck up and he looks up 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 and all he sees is leg 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 up into the mist Mm -hmm. with no indication of any kind of body and it's like oh like and in the book it's this moment of like yeah oh the world is over. Like, I mean, that's it. The, the Lovecraftian yeah. Eldritch horrors have well, come for yeah. you. And you are insects. You are motes of dust in yeah. the universe. Well, what's interesting is I just I said the book was more hopeful, and yet yeah. it's an interesting juxtaposition in that the book, he still has his kid with him. Yeah. And the world is fucked. They keep driving and there is yeah. no end to the mist. They're, but they're out is, of gas. They they think they're going to die, but they maybe heard a radio station. So maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to try to get to the radio station because there might be other people there. But the mist has covered all. And yet I describe it as more hopeful because in the movie, they drive like him and five other people, including his mm-hmm. kid, and they drive they drive past his house where he sees that in fact his wife has been horribly, horribly killed. Mm-hmm. And they drive until they run out of gas and they're in the car and they know the minute they step out of the car the creatures are going to get them. And there are five people in the car and he's got a he only has four bullets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they make the choice. And so he shoots everybody in the car, including his own child, but there's not a bullet left for him. And so as he's sitting there cradling his dead child, that's when the army comes by and the army is pushing it back and the mist is going away. And so the army is beating the mist. Because they created the mist Mm -hmm. is the the shop, the army, they created it. And so they're beating the mist and things are, in fact, going to get better. The world is not completely screwed. And yet it is a bleaker ending because this man just yeah. shot his own child. Yes. It, it, it is super dark. Oh, God, yeah. it's fucking dark and I can't handle and, and, it. And it, it is one of the darkest movies. It, it, it is one of the darkest endings I've ever seen on a movie. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate it going there. 
the, the, no, the but real, it is, it is beautiful and it is true yeah. and it is honest. And the thing that is terrifying to me as a parent is I would make the same choice. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and I would be just as devastated. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And and the, the lead character is played by Thomas Jane. Who's uh-huh. a remarkable actor. Oh, he Day. is, and, and he should have a better... I just want my a, kids back. It's a great, solid cast. They're directed by Frank Darabont, who did Shawshank Redemption yep. and The Green Mile, so he knows the drama. Oh, and it's and beautifully the, shot, too. It's beautifully shot. Weird no, what, what Darabont did is he hired the film crew from The Shield... He hired a TV uh, film crew, sure, and um, he wanted it to have kind of this documentary, like a cameraman is trapped in the moment and trying to capture what's happening without a plan. So the cameraman didn't know the script, so he was literally gripping the cameraman by the shoulders and steering them to where they should be looking at any given point in time. Yeah, and it was kind of improvisational. The entire cast knew their lines as if they were in a play. Oh. So they were doing their lines as opposed in, to scene by scene. In, in, as opposed to scene by scene, they were doing it as one big long chunk, and they were just kind of filming it as they captured it. Yeah, yeah. The additional thing, since there was so much CGI to film the monsters, the set they they were filming in had this grid in the ceiling and the floor, where all these sensors were placed in this grid in in this entire room and other sensors in the camera. So they could always know digitally where the cameras were and then line up the CGI, depending where they were pointing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It was amazing stuff. And the movie was filmed in color and it was released in color, but Darabont always intended it to to be in black and white, like a fifties B movie. Interesting. So when you actually get the movie on DVD and Blu-ray, I remember seeing it in theaters in black and yeah, white. Yeah, I think I think there were versions released in theaters in like black and white. Like it started in color and it went yeah. to black and white. No, no, it was either all color or all black and white. If really? I remember. Okay. But, but the thing is, okay, you can watch it in black and white on DVD, and it's superior that way oh because i i yeah, know i watched i know yeah, i watched yeah. it black and white that's awesome mm-hmm. I, I saw it you colored. watched it at my house yeah <laughs> well then i didn't see it in theaters i saw it at your house mm-hmm. because i know that i watched it in black and white because mm-hmm. it was beautiful yeah it's it was, it's really striking in black and white and it's oh god it's oh i it's, could never watch it again though it's horrifying oh it is it's a terrifying movie yeah it's really it's and, and again it's 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 much like the walking dead which frank darabont also yeah. had a hand in it first it's this idea of we are the we are the terror mm-hmm. we are the horror the horror the most yeah. horrible the most horrible thing in any environment is the humans yeah, yeah. is other people so so the next movie <laughs> Is the, we have a five year jump before this yeah. movie, and it's Mercy, uh, which I didn't even know was a movie, and it has a very small entry, but it's based on the short story Grandma, yeah, which is I have from not Skeleton even heard Crew. Of any of this? Yeah. So it's it's Cthulhu. It's literally part of the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. Uh, grandma, it, it's this kid is left a home alone with his grandma, and she's in the other room, and she's I mean like she's old and dying, and it's gross, and like he di- she dies while he's there, and he she he heard her uttering strange words, and like I think it, it's like his aunt says something about like pr- uh, praying to Haster. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure she mentions Haster by yeah, name. Like and that. like, yeah. like it's, so it's very early. Like it's very much a Cthulhu. Oh yeah. And, and uh, I, I love the short story. It's grammar. good. It's quick and easy. And it's yeah. like, he talks about her long yellowing nails. Scratch, mm-hmm. scratch, scratch. And like and her, and her yellow eyes. Her yellow and sclera. And, and how she would always and, give and him kisses with her gross mouth. Oh, yeah. and No, the, the kid's like seven. Yeah. And, and it's all inside the kid's head. And it's mm-hmm. all about Did that Stephen fear. King have an aged relative i feel like he had an aged relative who died on him because i wouldn't this is all so i I know that but it's it's vivid and and it's a very short story it's like seven pages long yeah super super short um i remember in the 80s and if i remember right this was also adapted as an episode of the new Twilight Zone. It was. It was. I know, right? Glory. It yeah, was. Yeah, oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it was like a ten minute <laughs> segment. Yeah. And it was like the most terrifying thing yeah. I ever saw on it was TV. A, it was a good new Twilight Zone well, episode. So good. Old old people are scary too. Yes. And it's that fear of like you're young and and they're old and everyone's like be nice to them, but they're also kind of horrible because they're old and 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 they're dying. And and maybe they've got some dementia, they Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on, and they're long fingernails and they smell weird. They smell and everything about them is old and yellowing and dying. I mean it's (laughs) and oh god, the lavender. Yeah. (laughs) So there's one left. Oh my, god. Oh, okay. oh my god, there's one left. I, I haven't think you seen threw it. Out my back I haven't seen it, but it's one of my uh. it's one of my favorite new short stories and it's from I want it okay, I gotta look, I gotta see if it's just after sunset or if it's uh uh the other one. Uh it's after full dark no stars. So Stephen King recently put out his his most recent short story collection was called Full Dark No Stars, and it got a lot of critical um, what's the opposite of a claim? Uh, a lot of critical hatred, criticism, critique? because it was so dark. Okay, so dark for Stephen King. It's called Full Dark No Stars. These are hopeless stories. These are stories of like, okay. I mean, so there's um, there's a story called The Gingerbread Girl, which is a woman like basically just, I mean, it's just a rape thing. It's just, it's super rapey. There was a TV movie that's actually not in this list um, that uh, uh, was about, it's called Big Driver. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. which is a woman who gets she's a she's an author she's on a book tour and she gets sent on a shortcut and the shortcut is she's sent there on purpose by this woman whose son needs to rape and murder women because that's how he gets not doesn't rape and murder her or whatever so um it's it's like that it's like dark dark horrible stories and so one of them is called the good marriage and that's what this mo- this last movie oh. is and it's um a woman her husband's away on business. He's a traveling salesman, so he's on business a lot. And she's in the garage, and she stumbles upon this box of his. And at first, it's just porn. And she's like, ew, porn. Uh. And she kind of, she's looking through, and then it becomes like bondage porn. And then it's like rape porn. And then it's like so it's snuff like porn. Like magazines. Yes, it is like Bluebeard. And then she finds the the license, the driver's licenses of these women and she's like, what the fuck? And she recognizes one of them as being on the news recently as being missing. And her husband comes home and he figures that out. And there's, it's very much this like, what do you do? I mean, they've been married all this time. They've got children. Their children are off at college. And he has this very rational explanation for why he did it. And he's just like, they were snoots, Darcy. I mean, these women, they, they thought they were better than me. They, I mean, and it's like, it's this like 
the cold psychopathic mm. reasoning of, of someone who's just like, they don't even, what they did wasn't wrong because they were writing a wrong. They were right. There was justice, you know, and, and it's really good. And I haven't seen the movie at all. Like I haven't seen it at all, but uh, it's got um, Joan Allen. Oh, oh my God. Anthony LaPaglia, Kristen oh. Connolly, and Stephen Lang directed by Peter Askin. Okay. Written by Stephen oh. King. Um, so it was released in, in 2014, but I haven't seen it yet. And I, I actually, uh, it has a really shitty, it has a very cheesy poster oh, that's with a, really a Mr. Cheesy. and Mrs. Towel where the Mrs. Towel is pristine <laughs> and the Mr. Towel is full of bloody fingerprints. <laughs> for oh, that's... fuck's sake. Wow. Um, oh my God. The, the tagline is two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh. That's so terrible. Jesus. Bad. Yeah. Shuttle. I'm really surprised that uh, Big Driver isn't on this movie list. Uh, it came out in 2014. It came out before A Good Marriage. But uh, so, yeah, Big Drivers. I actually watched that one and it was really good. It was really true to the story. I had no, is, no qualms. Big Dri- I don't know. That's the one about the woman who's on the book tour with the rapist mm-hmm. and, the, oh. and the thing. Yeah, that's that's the that's one that's missing in this list. But. Okay, now you. Okay, so I know that this has not been made into a movie, but we're just talking about Stephen yeah. King, here, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll clip it out if we have to. Desperation. Oh my God! It was made into a TV movie, yeah. actually, and it, was. uh, it wasn't a great TV movie. I love Desperation and the Regulators. Uh, I don't. I don't care for the Regulators no? as much. I love Desperation. Regulators, I could take or leave. Regulators, I liked, uh, but. That was a Bachman book, so that wasn't necessarily going to be as good as Desperation, but I love Desperation. I love Desperation it. ties into the Dark Tower with the Cantactois and the the all that weird language that he speaks. Uh-huh. Um, I still can't get the image out of my head of when uh, when uh, the the demon or whatever it is is wearing the body of the big cop, and he he goes oh. And he reaches in and plucks out his tongue like it's a piece of like a like a hair, a piece of dead skin, and just puts it on the dashboard. Like as oh my god, it's so gross. But yeah, I I liked Desperation a lot. I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I reread Desperation. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. I actually, um, if you're looking for news, if you if you like Stephen King. Movies, books, uh, the book Mr. Mercedes is really good and is uh, not about psych, uh, um, supernatural stuff. It's just a straight up serial killer oh, murder nice. mystery kind of thing. Ooh, um, and okay. there's a sequel coming out, uh, as you might have seen in the banner ad in the list we were looking at. Finders Keepers is the sequel that's coming out June 2nd. So oh, okay. It's very good. Okay. So so if if they were to do The Dark Tower. No. Not just no, not at all. Do not do it. Okay. Do not do it. There I am. There's no way they could do it justice. Correct. Okay. It what would about, be bad. What about the Talisman? The Talisman could be a good miniseries. I think it, it's too long to be a movie, but I could yeah. see that as being a miniseries, especially with the with Black House. Yeah. Yes. With Black. Yeah. I, my my thing with the Dark Tower is not everything has to be everything, mm-hmm. and the Dark Tower they made it into comics and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Because they decided, for whatever reason, Robin Firth, that I mentioned earlier, uh, had a part of it. <laughs> but for whatever reason, they were like, I know, what if a girl was a gunslinger? And it's like, no, girls weren't gunslingers. I mean, I just, ugh, like, I'm a girl and I love feminism, but like, they weren't gunslingers. <laughs> Don't 
fucking your fuck that fucks up everything about an entire society in a thousand years of history like there weren't girl gunslingers fuck like i just and so like all i could think of was they're gonna do something like that or they're gonna cast roland as some randall flag from the stand miniseries where he's some fucking curly haired what's it's and i'm gonna just gonna hate everything i just know like just know <laughs> all right <laughs> no it's all right do you think it should be a movie I'm going to reserve comment on that one because I could see cat. I can I can dreamcast it easy, but I just don't want it to happen. If All that right. makes sense. No, that's fair. Yeah. No, I, there's something is, should be left alone. Is there anything that hasn't been made into a movie or TV series yet that you think mm. would be really good? As I think movie? Insomnia would actually kind of be awesome. It you'd have to do yeah. it right. You'd have to do it right. So there's a a short story called The Boogeyman. I remember The Boogeyman. Which, uh, when my brother and sister were born, I, I was, uh, I'm 13 and 14 years older than Riley and Madeline. So they were babies when I was pretty much like, I mean, I'm an adult in that you, sense. You were the automatic babysitter. I was. And, and baby monitors were a newish thing. And we had a walk-in <laughs> closet between their room and my brother's and my room. Yeah. So there was the then the boogeyman is a story about a man who no one believes him that there is a boogeyman that lives in the closet, and and that he he is there and no one believes him that he's crazy and he he shake he comes. I just remember specifically the boogeyman shambles out of the closet at one point, picks up the man's infant son in his mouth and. Quote, shakes it like a, ra- like a terrier with a rag toy. And so, and then, and then disappears. And it's this whole, like, did this guy shake his baby to death? Is this boogeyman all in his head? Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's the narrator. Is he unreliable? Like he said, he saw it. And, and, and then the end of the story is the psychiatrist takes off his mask and it's the boogeyman underneath. And, and it's it's very, like, creepy and weird. And I could see that being a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd have to have the right director. Like Shutter it, Island like, style. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, like a very surrealistic director who could really make you start to question what's real and yeah. what's not. Maybe not a full movie, but like a 45-minute, yeah. 30 minutes. Like an HBO 60 to Masters 70. of yeah. Horror. Yeah. 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 Now... What about Crouch End? I think Crouch End would be a fun Crouch End would be fun. Like that could fun. be fun. That's the one with the weird car, right? Mm-hmm. The cr- Crouch End is the one set in London. No, you're wo- right. Yeah. The woman comes running in. She's like, my husband has disappeared. Right. Right. There's also The Man Who Would Not Shake Hands, which is a weird short story about a guy that has a an old, withered, dead hand that, like, curses people when he touches oh, them. I, I <laughs> and, like, yeah. Ah. <sighs> There's a lot. I mean, it's it's amazing that we just went, we just spent what like three hours talking about yep. the movies and <laughs> and that's not even all the stories. I know. <laughs> well, and then there's the Tommyknockers, which the Tommyknockers I love. You, yeah, I can't believe oh, you love it because oh, that, we, we that is a book that made me regret that I finished it. It's a love and hate book. My mom hates it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, and there was a miniseries. Wasn't it there? was, and it was bad. I imagine. It <laughs> I was. really, I like. Three quarters of the way through the book, I was still there. I'm like, this feels fascinating. I'm yeah. fascinated by this book. I'm fascinated by this book. And the last quarter was like a giant, like, yeah. fuck you in the face. Yeah. And I was like, um, and I regret every moment I spent on this book. I will say that's kind of how I felt about his, his most recent book is Revival. And Revival is this book where it's like the first... 
I'm going to even say five-sixths. You're like, this is amazing. This shit's going to be amazing. There's going to be a thing and it's going to be so good. And then the ending comes and you're like, oh, no, that's, that's good too, I guess. Or, okay. So it's like yeah. a Neil Stevenson book. It, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yes. Except, except half as long and it doesn't take a uh, hundred pages before the plot starts. God damn it. <laughs> and then it's just like oh. a Neil Stevenson Neil book. Stevenson is the cure of authors. <laughs> like, you're like, I've been reading for so long. Oh, the book oh. just started. <laughs> Fascination Street goes on for like three minutes before he Robert Smith starts singing. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And then you're like, oh, I mean, all that first stuff was thematic, I guess, but it didn't really have anything to do with the melody. It was just like the bass line kicking Well, tonight's been a success if for no other reason than for that line, so you're welcome. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Oh my God. All right. All right. Okay. All right. We should wrap it up. Okay. So, because <laughs> good um, God, we should wrap it up. <laughs> Molly, you've already answered our questions because you've been on yes. the show before. Yes. Okay. But so here's our here's our new question, and if you need to come back around, if we need to come back around, right. if you need some time to think about it, that's fine. But what we would like is, is there something? awesome that you've recently discovered it doesn't have to be all that recent but something that you're like you know what this should be everybody should know about them because it will this because it will make you happy like what is something that will contribute to the greater pleasure in the world Hmm. Okay. Something that would contribute to the greater pleasure in the world is Neko Atsume, which is an app. <laughs> it's a cat collecting app. It translates to cat collector. It is all in Japanese. You can get it on iPhone or Android. Uh, it's fucking incredible. I've collected uh, all the cats. Yeah. I'm, I've, they've all visited me, but I haven't gotten pictures of the Pope cat or the, uh, no, just the Pope cats left. I got a picture of I the know, business right. cat today. You have to today. get a picture of them. Yes. And uh, it is super fun. It is a freemium game in that you have in-app purchases, but otherwise it's free. I have given them uh, seven of my dongs because I believe in Neko Atsume and I'm happy to give them my money. It gives me unreasonable amounts of pleasure for the stupid level of game that it is. It is perfect for my level of gaming yeah. in that I open it, I play for 10 seconds, yeah. and then I close it. You name them all. The, you can name all the cats. You get to what see did which you name the fat cat? The, a titan. I named mine Moby Cat. His real name is Mr. Satisfaction. Really? <laughs> That's what it translates to. He comes and he eats all your food, and then he looks quite pleased with himself because he's Mr. Satisfaction. And he lays around, and, if, and you have to wait till he leaves yeah. to refill the food yeah. bowl because you don't want to scare him off. Because yeah. if he if you scare him off, he doesn't leave as many fish. It's and true. you need the fish because oh, that's yes. how you buy toys. The cats tip you in fish, uh, silver and gold fish. And, uh, and uh, 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 nicknamed his... Named that fat cat Sumo. Uh, I, I had many cat names. It was very, it was very pleasing. Uh, I named the the pop star idol cat Gaga. But I'm most <laughs> impressed with my my name for the Pope cat, who I named his Nibs, <laughs> because oh, he looks nice. like he thinks he's very important. He does. He does. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna follow that up with another Japanese recommendation: Ooh. the Japanese art of tidying called Kanmari. Yeah, K-O-N-M-A-R-I. I have been reading this book and it's all about decluttering your life. Mm. And it's sort of a delightful book in that it's so Japanese and she talks about how items have energy and that they get lonely if you don't touch them. And that's sort of delightful. But uh -huh. 
I really, really like the book because it's a, as so many of us who are geeks, we have so much stuff that we are, have trouble letting go of. Yeah, yeah, that stuff. And, and her point is, if it does not bring you joy, you should let it go. Hmm. And it's made me reevaluate my relationship to a lot of the things I hold on to because I should love it, but I really don't. Interesting. And now she's got a whole chapter like, like the one downfall for me is book. She's like, you know, if you're not going to reread it and even if you've reread it, like blah, 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 you should let go of most of your books. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck you. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, Japan's a small country. They don't have a lot of space. Yeah, like, <laughs> True. It's, it's very Japanese. And like, I can rent a storage locker for the, like the cost of like one tenth of a shitty apartment in Japan. And I can put all my books in it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, the book thing isn't going to fly for me, but I am throwing that out there as something that has brought me pleasure in excellent. the last couple of weeks yes excellent yeah what do you have melissa i have an app oh i have I an app i know i have an app okay so there is this british quiz show called qi it is yes. a celebrity quiz show run by Stephen fry mm-hmm. and there are other comedians it's on awesomely it funny and and there's like trivia and comedy and stuff it's called qi the research team of QI. First of all, have a great podcast called There's No Such Thing as a Fish, which you should look up. <laughs> oh <laughs> but, my God, I need this podcast. Which is great. Life. But the thing I'm actually picking for this weekend, for this week, for this episode is an app, which they just released called Kictionary. Q-I-K-I and then Airy, like dictionary. Um, it is an app where, if you remember the the board game Mastermind with the little colored pegs yes. and it's a logic oh game. Oh my god, I love that game! Four slots! I know! Ah. Okay, it's like that with words. <gasps> you have four-letter word, and you have to guess what the word is, and use logic to figure out what it is. I watched her play it earlier today, and it's fucking amazing. It's it so is. good. It's it so is. Good. It, it's free to download, and you and it, it's freemium, so it's free to download, and you can play a long time on it, but uh, you can buy more word packs and uh, and I've already cooked through the first free pack today. Uh, it came out today. <laughs> it came out today. Yeah. I've already, I've already downloaded it. I, I downloaded it. Yeah. She was like, she showed me literally, I think, one word and I'm like, yup! And I just went yes. and I was like, I, I'm getting this. No, keep going. I'm watching, but I'm, I'm also downloading oh, yeah. this at the same time. Oh yeah, time. We're, we're sitting here trying to guess a word. It was great. <laughs> oh no, no. You it was great. Guess that. Guess that. It's super that cool. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were waiting for me to show up after Shopping for a bridesmaid's dress. Damn, I love Mastermind. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, so let's wrap this episode up. Okay, listeners, this has been another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, where we talked a fuck ton about Stephen King that all of us love. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Stephen King is fucking awesome. I have a theory about authors whose last name begin with K and horror between (laughs) Stephen King, Brian Keene, and and, uh, Kuntz. Ah, oh, Kuntz. Good enough for old Kuntzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I've been Wendy. That's been Melissa. And we have been joined by the incomparable Molly. And God bless us all. Thank you and good night. I don't believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in God either. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. 
You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I'm glad your bladder is a girl. My my bladder is a girl. Okay, so my vagina is a guy. <laughs> <laughs>